Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. How's it going today? Uh, I've been on a, on a bit of a roll with my Japanese recently. I've been reading, trying to read my, I have this aim of reading an hour of Japanese a day and it's been so much fun. I've read uh, Notting Hill in Japanese. You know that, remember that old, that movie from like 1999 with Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts? I've read the screenplay of that in Japanese. Um, I've read a book of Steve Jobs speeches translated into Japanese. I also read a book of, uh, Kind of a good but rather dull book of Japanese culture, McNuggets. Um, <laughs> you know, here's this thing about Japan. Here's that thing about Japan. Yeah, the kind of basically what every book for learners of Japanese is like. But I've been having a huge amount of fun doing it. You know, there is something so powerful about reading every day in your target language. If you just do that, man, it is powerful stuff. Anyway. Let's focus. Focus, Ollie. Come on. Focus on the podcast. <laughs> I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. The wonderful italki have been with us for a long time. And if you are looking for language lessons, but you can't find the time to fit them in, maybe you, just, you don't have time to go across town in the evening after work, maybe it's all a bit too much fuss to get regular lessons, then why not take these lessons online? You can get lessons over Skype. It's just like being in a cafe with somebody. And italki is the best place to find those teachers. If you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, without any further ado, let's hear today's question. Hey, Ollie, love your podcast and the content that you put out. It's very useful for everybody who's a language learning enthusiast. My question is in regards to learning to write in a foreign language, in particular Asian languages such as uh, Mandarin, Japanese, or Korean. And I want to know what your thoughts are or what are the best methods that you've come across to learn to write in a Asian language for long-term comprehension and memory. Uh, the reason why I say that is because I want to, I want to learn to read more in Mandarin, but the problem is I have such a limited knowledge uh, of all the Mandarin characters at the moment. So I figure a good strategy would be for me to first to learn some Mandarin characters to a certain level and then uh, to continue my, my reading studies. Anyhow, thanks. Bye. Hey, John, thank you very much for your question. Uh, I really appreciate it. I always like getting questions on Asian languages as well. Um, it's one of my areas of interest and not, not shared by everybody else. But uh, hey, that's that's life. So I appreciate the question. Now, the first thing I want to do is focus you on your use of words in in the question because this stuff is important. What the way that you phrased your question is: How do I learn to? How do I learn to write Chinese characters so that I can read? And embedded in that is one very very big assumption, namely that the way to learn to read Chinese is first to learn to write. And that is a, an assumption that's fraught with, um, with problems because, well, for, for a lot of different reasons, but partly because, um, that you don't need to write. You're perfectly, it's perfectly possible to learn to read Chinese 
without ever writing it. Now, Chinese people will learn to write at school. They spend years learning to write. So, so do Japanese people. And many people who learn Chinese and Japanese spend a long time copying out Chinese characters and learning that way. And undoubtedly, and I, I share this view, um, you know, learning to 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 write learning learning Chinese characters by copying them out is a very important part of the process. But it's not a necessary part of the process. And the main principle here is that you need to focus on that thing that you want to do. Now I'm going through something similar with my Japanese at the moment. I, so I um you know I I am trying to upgrade my Japanese and the the way that I've chosen to do that is through reading. And so when I work with my Japanese coach for this, I, you know, I I will tell him about how I run into problems in reading because I'm, I'm I don't understand all the Chinese characters that I see. And I'll tell him how, you know, I've got this 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 urge to take out these Chinese characters that I don't know and to practice writing them or to memorize them in some way. And he would always challenge me on that, saying, you know, well, what makes you think you need to learn them? What makes you think you need to write them? You know, you can learn this stuff naturally just through exposure to those characters. Um, you could go a diff- another layer deep and you could take these individual characters and uh, come up with mnemonics or memory exercises, things like that, to to learn them, all without actually writing anything down. But the basic point is, in a, in a world where we've all got limited attention and anything that you spend your time on is in a zero-sum game with everything else, which is to say, you know, if you spend an hour learning to write Chinese characters, that's an hour less that you have to spend speaking or, or reading, right? So in a world where we all have limited time, and we're looking to get tangible results, you want to learn to do something by doing it. So if your goal is to learn to speak Chinese, you need to be spending most of your time speaking. If you want to get good at writing Chinese characters, if that's your goal, to do calligraphy or something, then that's what you should spend most of your time doing. And similarly, if which is the case with me in Japanese right now, if what you want to do is to learn to read Chinese then that's what you should focus on doing and what you'll find is like in so doing you're going to you're, you're going to you'll find that you learn chinese characters naturally over a long period of time all right i don't person I, i'm coming to the view here that i don't really think that it's a good use of time to sit and to study chinese characters in in massive depth i know there are people that do that there are people that go crazy and just memorize this stuff like they memorize thousands of these things but there are a whole host of problems associated with that, namely that you don't have context for that character. You don't know how it's supposed to be used. You might be able to do it from rote, from rote memory, but that, but then you've got a whole new challenge, which is to learn to use it. And you could argue that that time you spent memorizing it or learning to write it has kind of been wasted. Now, there are lots of shades of gray in there in between, but I think the basic point here is that you want to be doing the activity or learning to do the activity that you ultimately want to do. So because your main aim, John, is to learn to read Chinese, you need to start reading Chinese and have that as your old, as your as your primary activity. And then if you end up doing related things like writing out Chinese characters, you know, doing extra things to help them sink in, then that's all well and good. You can sort of take those activities and judge them on their own merit. But I, I just want to kind of set that principle in place because the big danger is that you kind of go off and you start this endless uh, 
quest to just learn to write all the Chinese characters without actually thinking whether that is a, a fruitful thing to do. And when I spent time doing that in the past, I found it's a very long, laborious road, which I end up inevitably giving up on because it's just too frustrating and there's, there's very little kind of practical implementation for all this stuff. You know, you can learn 2,000 Chinese characters over the course of a year or two, but not actually be able to do anything with them because you haven't learned them in context. So by reading, you get these characters in context and then, yeah, it might take longer to learn them. The natural approach is longer. It's less, there's less tangible benefit to it. But when you learn something, you really learn it. And that's, I think, generally with language learning, the way that we want to go. Now, having said that, I think that as a beginner, you will actually benefit from being quite um, regimented with your with your study. I th- I would say that there is a kind of core list of Chinese characters that you can and should learn to get started because they are it, it just it just sort of focuses your mind on them on on the kind of core components because Chinese characters are all made of component parts right so once you learn the word for mouth which looks like a square you're going to find that 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 little mouth symbol that component embedded in lots of other different characters so it does get easier and so i i think that it's probably a good idea and if i was starting from from scratch i would probably go out there and learn a few hundred chinese characters by rote i would just go i'd I'd spend a few weeks just just going on a massive mission and just learning learning to write a couple of hundred uh, of the most frequent Chinese characters. And you can probably get that from any textbook. You know, you're learning to, to the words for day, um, month, year, mouth, uh, water, um, hand. I don't know. Uh, you know, the, these kind of really fundamental um, characters. And um, that, that's going to get you started. And that works because they're all quite uh, easy. They're often... Um, idiot, what's the right word? Pictographic? Not sure what the right word is there. So basically a mouth, the character for mouth looks like a mouth and it's only, there's only three strokes in that character, right? So it makes it very easy to remember. Um, so I think like, you know, you can really cover a lot of ground at the very basic level very quickly. And I think that's worth it. Also, because just practicing the stroke order, actually writing that on paper at the beginning, I think is useful because it just gets you used to thinking about how characters are formed. Stroke order is important. The balance of a character, the way it looks, is important. And I think it's always good to cover some of that basic ground at the beginning. I think that's never time wasted. But I would only do that at the beginning. And the the reason is that very quickly after you learn these basic characters, you get into a bottomless pit where you could go on literally for years and never feel like you're making any progress. There's always more characters to learn. Whereas if you can transfer and start to orientate your study towards reading and actually doing stuff with the language, then you're not in this endless cycle of never being good enough because you're actually using and enjoying the language. And that is the, that's, that's, that's the holy grail. You know, I I did a, a project last year where I learned Italian and the whole project was based on input. So I wasn't, um, for the first month, um, I wasn't speaking, wasn't writing, wasn't studying, wasn't doing anything other than 
input. And the best thing about that was that right from the beginning, I was really using the language for real purposes and it was incredibly motivating. So if you've got a bit of time and if you're interested, John, I'd recommend going to my YouTube channel, just search Ollie Richards on YouTube and look for my Italian project playlist. Go through and watch what I was up to because that project for me really sort of, in terms of all the stuff that I've done uh, and made, that really gives the best impression and idea and, and, and of the kind of real, what I think language learning needs to be at the core, which is using it for real purposes and enjoying it. So um, in terms of resources, um, there are, I mean, you, you there's just, there are so many ways, books out there to learn Chinese characters. I would just go with, go, go down to your local bookshop, pick one, pick, pick a beginner's Chinese character book that you like. And I would, again, just go through that, learn the first few hundred characters and but set yourself a strict time limit right so don't do it for more than a month say and then start to transition and then when you get to that transition phase if you want you feel free to uh, come back and leave a, another question and say right i've learned these 200 characters now what do i do like and then you know tell me maybe a bit about what your your experience and how you found it and we can and then we can do some sort of tag game here where you uh, you sort of tell me what you've done and it'd be quite interesting to sort of uh, uh, follow that that kind of progress anyway i hope that helps uh, it is a fascinating journey you're about to embark on but well worth it because when you can start to read and you, you mentioned asian languages when you can start to read and decode these languages it i mean certainly for me i found that it just opens up this world which is just endlessly fascinating and incredibly rewarding so um enjoy the ride if you'd like to ask a question like John did, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask. And there's a widget where you can uh, record a message for me. And at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And especially for you, John, I have a, uh, a blog post on the on the website, which is called How to Write in Chinese. And so this is uh, exactly what you need. It is written by my friend Kyle, actually, it was a guest post, and he's got it's a fantastically logical brain, really breaks down the challenge nicely, and that will show you how to go about this in a way that is that is solid and proven and will get you some results. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if you go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 303, I'll put a link to that blog post so you can um, you can find that and give that a read. That is all for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free. And if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.